We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is, 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 Good to be here. Yeah, I had my other guys cancel last minute. One guy got sick. The other one got called into work. And I, emergency. Break glass in case of emergency. Uh, and I kind of wanted to get you guys together for a while. Uh, I thought that'd be a fun show. So, Leif, you put up a column today that was met too much uh, fanfare. It was really popular. Yeah, I was actually pretty surprised by the feedback. Um, most of it positive, which was cool. Was there any negative? Um, a, a couple, couple posts um, that I guess just basically still haven't uh, bought into Hassan Whiteside, which I can understand because truthfully, I haven't bought into every aspect of of you know maxing him out. But uh, point still stands from everything that I wrote, and uh, you know definitely appreciate all the love from Heat Twitter and Twitter in general today. It was really good. I, I mean, you've, you've posted stuff before, but you and Alf are great, man. You guys put stuff out. It's good. Everybody likes it. Make us popular. As Al says, I'm pimping you guys out. Pimping me. <laughs> I'm pimping you guys for free. I want to pay you all, but I can't. <laughs> We're poor. So he played the Warriors last night. And Alf, I want to ask you, because I think you were among uh, the complaining of the moving screen that I don't care about. We be don't care about it's a rule. I mean, the Heat were called. I mean, but the NBA came out and said today that okay. that was no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. We're turning this into the catch in the NFL. All right, we're making it too complicated. <laughs> if a guy is moving while he screens, it's a moving screen. Like, let's not, let's not, you know, let's not. It's just not algebra. This is not calculus. 
The guy is setting a screen. His feet are moving. He looks like a, he looks like Mike Allstott back in the day. Lead blocking. I mean, dang started at three point line. Ended up at half court. Like we can. I mean, we can say if that's the reason they won, reason they lost, all that nonsense. We can. Yes, we can parse that stuff later. But if we come down to it, that was a terrible, terrible non call. And that's all I'm saying. And, like, let's, it was bad. No, and it was, it was at a critical spot too. I mean, we had just yes. uh, that shot block was huge. I know I jumped off the couch. Amazing. And um, you know, just uh, to see him screen, and he basically moved as if he was slipping a screen, except for he was going in the wrong direction of the rim. So um, it, it was so obvious that he was moving um, that I just. I can't believe that on the report that came out today that they would have the audacity to leave it off. And like Leif is saying, not all non-calls are created equal. All right. That call, that was the biggest shot of the game. And it was, it was just so blatant. And then I see people, well, oh, white side, you know, white side should have, should have came out. Uh, but I'm, I'm watching the replay and white side <laughs> is looking at dang like, oh, he got this. Whiteside's guarding the role like he's supposed to. Oh, but wait, Draymond is pile driving Luol Deng into the half court line. Okay, like so now he tries to recover. It's too late at that point. So that was a classic example. He still contested the hell out of that shot. Yes, he did. It's a great shot. I mean, you know, sometimes you just got to say, you know, props to that. Sorry, I interrupted you. (laughs) Though. Oh no 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 that that was great. No, I was just gonna say like that's quintessential uh after, like you're like questioning anything like you'll get mad at anything Ooh. like you'll co- no like the, the the fans like you'll get mad that Hassan was too a foot behind where he should man I mean if they had rolled and they gave up a layup because Hassan was way out on the three-point line what would everybody be saying today yeah that, and that's that's part of the issue I always have when when people just start uh criticizing the result and not looking at the process I mean, of course, Hassan, one of the things we always get on Hassan about is not maintaining his responsibility at that time in the game. First of all, Hassan contested his man's three point shot, which he has not always done. Give him props for that. And then he did exactly what he's supposed to do. Dang had Curry. He's supposed to guard the role because I, I think they were going under most of the screens all night. Which you mm-hmm. can, you can argue whether they should have or they shouldn't have. That's a different argument. But he was go he was going by the game plan, right? And you know Curry made a great shot after the most ridiculous moving screen I've ever seen in my life. The Warriors made twice as many threes as the Heat. That is to be expected. Although the Heat shot a similar percentage, they shot forty two percent. The Warriors forty six. So they were in that neighborhood. Uh, I didn't think they were going to be in that game at all, and they led most of that game, which was like incredibly weird to me. They are doing it by being aggressive as hell, scoring in the paint. They are somehow create. They're somehow keeping up this pace without three-point shooting, keeping up the scoring without three-point shooting. I don't think it's sustainable necessarily, but um, as far as the the point, point totals at the end of these games, but it's just nice to see that they are, even with Wade in the lineup, they're trying to create more pace, they're trying to go faster, and they're saying, okay, three-pointers are a weakness, let's find other ways to score. Hey, man, Wade had a pace factor of 105 last night. 
that's Dragic had 106, but I mean, that's fast. Like, Dwayne is doing the, I mean, his usage was still high. He was 37 last night, but like, he's, he's playing to what they want to do. Like, they want to play fast. He's like, I'm going to play fast. And he got to the free throw line yesterday a lot late in that game, which is hard to do in this league. And we didn't expect, I mean, at least for me, at his age, looking at him getting to the free throw line almost every down, every time down the court, I thought was critical and crucial. I mean, he's he's still a savvy vet, and um, you saw how he old man gamed Clay Thompson. Yes, in the post. Yes, oh, this is disgusting. Nasty. Yeah, I mean, he he was really um, almost they they were almost picking on him at certain points of the first half. It seemed like uh, Clay Thompson they were, um, but obviously Clay got his due <laughs> in the fourth quarter when he you know he went pretty um, unconscious there. But uh, to piggyback off what Alf said earlier, because I think I I, I just want to harp on this topic, um, seeing this team score like this without making three-point shots, um, it's all about pace. It's all about pushing the ball. I, I know that there's a lot of um, discussion about whether we should – like we have the personnel to be doing this, but I don't really think we have a choice. Like it's the, it's the only way that we're going to offset these teams packing the paint and – daring us to shoot bricks like we've been shooting um you know we're getting layups and uh justice winslow um you know he really has thrived in this type of game even last night he doesn't you know he doesn't have 20 and 13 or anything like that but um he he looked like he belonged in a game you know against maybe the best team of all time and not just justice uh josh richardson Uh, oh my god my boy like, oh, dude, I, he's, it's the only thing that kept me from crying those thug tears for Bano. Because you know how I feel about Bano, you know. It's your boy, man. President and sole member of the Bano Udra fan club. But Josh Richardson was amazing. And I tweeted out yesterday, like, is he our 3 and D guy? Like, could he could he actually be that guy? I don't know if his three-point shot is consistent enough to be that kind of guy. But – he looks like the kind of guy you give him an open sh- open shot from the corner or anywhere on the floor. He can sink it, and it's three or three. And yeah, and it looks natural. He's a. It looks like a good shot. He's not scared too, which I. Think? I mean, you cannot quantify having a guy go out there and. Just not be afraid to match up against Steph for a stretch in a game. Obviously, he's not going to get the best of that matchup. That's not what we expect. But a guy that's, uh, I mean, people are going to, I thought he did people well. People will freak out maybe a little bit about this, but he's got a little bit of that Mario Chalmers big. He has a lot of that Chalmers. It's like in. that big game. I'm going to play well. I have a little bit of swagger behind you. And, oh, um, he, had, he has the irrational confidence. He's got it. You, you need it sometimes. So some of those guys need it. <laughs> He could be a better Chalmers in the sense that he looks like he can be a very good defender. But you know what he looks like? Uh, and I, I've heard of comparisons before. He looks like Eddie Jones out there. He really That's does. A good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a smaller, quicker Eddie Jones. Uh, not as strong as Eddie Jones was. But what he has that Leif was talking about that Eddie Jones didn't have and everybody wanted him to have, Eddie Jones didn't have a rational confidence. Uh, if you guys remember, there was a lot of times people wanted Eddie Jones to take the last shot, take a big shot, and he didn't really want to do it. He has that irrational confidence that Chalmers has, that you know some of these guys in the league have, and it, it's just it was just great to see him and Justice step up on that stage and act like they've been there before. 
how awesome was the block before you realized that it went to Curry? Oh, it was great. I didn't even see the Curry shot on the first time. I jumped up and ran out the room. Yeah. I mean, like, in that moment, just in those few seconds that it took place, that's, like, season-defining to me. You know what I mean? Like, it was his moment. <laughs> um, and obviously it got squashed, but uh, but still. Like Tony I mean, Brothers? Yeah, right. Um, to see Whiteside, you know, like, when he skipped out on the game at Golden State, I, I – I definitely took to Twitter and questioned whether he wanted to step up in that competitive arena. But, you know, in the, he obviously wasn't right from a health standpoint. It had to be because the way he played against Golden State in this game, um, he wasn't afraid of Draymond. He went at Draymond and, um, you know, he, he kind of embarrassed him in certain ways. Right? I mean, right off the bat when he got in the game, I, I think it was an oh, offensive board and an and one, right? It, like with Draymond beneath him. With the flexing. Yeah. I mean, oh, that was beautiful. No, Whiteside was great, man. He Whiteside's w- been great for, since All-Star break. Yeah, and, and this is and this is the conundrum with him. Like, how long will it last? And, like, I know Leif wrote that article and, like, everyone praised it, but I'm just going to argue with him about it now because that's how I roll. Like, I, I he's had these stretches before, man. And, like, I don't know if he's ever had a stretch like this. Um, because one thing I've noticed is that the blocks are down and the rebounds are up, which, which to me says he's in position a lot more than he has been in the past. Um, and that's a really good sign. But, like, the problem with Hassan is when we start praising him like crazy – is he going to revert back to old Hassan again? And, you know, it was this game. I mean, because Whiteside showed out this game. We may have lost, but Whiteside got his. Like, uh, is, are we going to see the old Hassan all over again? I mean, that that's a really great question. And that's, um, you know, like when I wrote what I did, uh, it, it's entirely possible that it could go in the wrong direction because we've seen these spurts from him where he's so dominant and it's like jaw dropping to watch him do what he does. Um, and then he's kind of reverted back to his old ways. But a couple, you know, one thing that, that you can't help but deny is that, um, or that didn't even make sense. You you have to admit <laughs> that we weren't going to call nah, you. It's all good. Call me out all day. Um, he's setting screens He's um, good screens. He's no, not good. He's killing people. Like he is destroy- awesome. Like he's erasing people from existence. <laughs> it is amazing. Like what he did this. He, like I thought he broke both Paul George and Steph Curry's knees. No, the Paul George one was amazing. I was like, oh, dude, he broke his leg again. It's, Yo, it's ridiculous. The dude fell over. <laughs> those are those little things that, like, when he went on those runs before. Like I remember, you know, when he was amongst that triple double at Chicago last year in the game against DeAndre Jordan at uh, L.A. Um, it, it was great, but if you really think back on it, it was a bunch of highlights. And now you can actually watch the game and you're going to see those same highlights, but you also see some of those little things. And I think that's a little bit of our uh, veterans, our coaching staff. It has to be rubbing off on him. Um, he also has a big payday coming, so you know that can tend to help that. Well, um, well no. The problem is his payday coming. He thinks that the counting stats are what's going to get him his payday. But so the fact that he's coming in and he's making game-changing plays that don't necessarily come up in the box score is really the most uh, the most enheartening thing that I've seen out of him lately. Like I feel like, wow, he's coming in and to win. 
not to make Hassan look good. He is coming in to help the Heat win. And maybe that's a maybe that's a byproduct of coming off the bench. I'm at the point now. I was at the point as soon as Bosch said he's not as soon as I knew Bosch had blood clots, I was at the point Hassan needs to start. Cause you you roll out your best five to me. You and 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 Hassan is a really good fit with Winslow and Dang at small forward and power forward. So I said, just go ahead and give give Hassan that starting nod. Um, I I don't buy into the whole. This is a this is a part of him coming off the bench. I really don't buy into it. But maybe it is. You know who knows? It's just when it comes to the psychology of basketball, I'm not going to try to get into these guys' heads. But I agree with you. Completely agree with you. I, I hate that. Like, oh, it's part, part you know, I, I like the fact that uh Spo benched him. Don't get me wrong. I think that's what yes. is in play more. Then not that not, not, yeah. not this magical elixir of coming off the bench, like sitting your ass on a on a on a chair for 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 five minutes makes you a better player. That's just nonsense. The, the, like, the, the one part of coming off the bench that has been beneficial thus far, although I agree with both of you that um, that's not some indicator that he um, that's not some driving force behind the way that he's playing. And I don't think that that's probably ultimately his best role. He's a starter. Come on. Um, but uh uh, and I just lost my train of thought completely. Oh, when he, Wait, I, that, no, I got that, it. That time I, of night I got already? it. I got it. When <laughs> when he comes off the bench, the one thing I've noticed is is that uh, he's never in foul trouble anymore, and that's a huge key. I think the way that he plays, um, he's not picking up two quick early fouls in the first three minutes of the game. Uh, so just from that respect, I think he's been able to be impactful later in the game. You know, being he- really aggressive. But he's managed to stay out of foul trouble as a starter. Now, one thing I will counter you with is you said he's a starter. Is he a starter if Chris Bosh is in the lineup? No, he's no. not. Absolutely not. But I think at this point, um, I, I I think we would be negligent to say to ourselves uh, with Chris Bosh's situation that he's going to be able – like you, you have to assume that every season going forward – there is a potential for your best player, your most complete player, your highest paid player to have to stop playing all of a sudden. And at that That's point, tough. And I, I, That's, it's really it tough. It is. Um, and I, I think that uh, you have to think that Chris Bosch probably looks at that from a standpoint of what position that puts not only himself in, but his teammates, the coaching staff, the organization. And um, uh, I don't know what's going to become of it, but I know that that's a really uh, – it's a it, that's a tough, unstable way to go about building a basketball team that's that you're trying to win with. Um, so at least you know you have Hassan to plug in that has proven that he can play uh, with this role with Dang and, and Justice or an upgrade uh, to to Dang and Justice. Let's just say if things pan out in free agency. So that's why I would just feel like you kind of have to. Uh, he's the largest insurance policy in the world. <laughs> Well, what I like what you guys were saying, especially about Whiteside is the starter, but not with Bosch. I kind of feel like we're on the same boat with Dwayne. However, with Dwayne and Goron. However, I will say the Heat have three lineups, five man lineups that have played over a hundred minutes this season. Uh, the as uh, Nikias calls it, the swine flu lineup of <laughs> Dang, Goron, Wade, Hassan, and Justice. 
have by far the best net rating at uh, plus 16 per 100 possessions. Uh, everything else is also positive, by the way. Uh, Bosch, Drogic, Green, Wade, and Hassan are plus 9. And the starters, uh, Bosch, Dang, Goran, Wade, and Hassan are plus 0.03. So every over 100 minutes lineup they have is, is positive. Um, but that one with Dang at the four and Whiteside at the five is just like Dang is, the one the one big lineups. In this day and age, Dang, Dang is our best power forward. And I, yeah. I wrote that when we did our midseason uh, five on five. His best position in today's NBA is power forward because he right now there are very few power forwards in, in right now that he can't match up with. Even def- and defend. Even defensively, he's a great defender. And you know what? At at his progressing age, him not having to chase around little guys is probably better for him. Oh, completely. Yeah. Because he doesn't have lateral quickness anymore. No, not like- he has problems with fast guys. Yeah. And so now you got you have him against a bunch of Paul Millsaps, against uh you know, even if it's Blake Griffin, he can defend those guys because those guys are they're not completely stationary, but you know, it's not chasing around Paul George. You know, I remember last season when they played a lot of him at three. He was having some problems defensively against the faster guys, and then when they match up against LeBron, he remember he did a great job on LeBron because, because LeBron's not that fast anymore. And, so and he can, yeah, LeBron doesn't play like a lot of these small forwards running through four or five screens on one play. Now, and, and when I started to realize, I, people started to say Dang's best position was at the four, and I was like, eh, I didn't really, I didn't really buy it until I, it. until I saw when Winslow and Dang played together. And Winslow picked up the Carmelos and the Paul Georges and the James Hardens. Uh, and then I saw what happens with Dang on a power forward where he could where he could cheat a little bit, help. And I saw what happens when, when you have Dang and Winslow out there. I said, oh, wow. Uh, Dang at the four is a problem for other teams. It really is. I mean, it, he went from looking like he's been playing with ankle weights on his on his ankles all season to all of a sudden coming out and he looked, you know, spry. He was making uh, quick moves to the, to the basket. He's been really active rebounding, but a a huge part of that Alf touched on it is um, Winslow. When he, when he's in there with dang, he rebounds like a power forward. Like that's like he, he can go, he'll defend Paul George, but he also will be close enough to the rim on enough possessions to be a really solid defensive rebounder for you and Dang's rebounded great also I don't know that Dang rebounding like this is sustainable but I feel like Winslow will be able to always pick up the slack in that regard uh, so you're kind of you're getting a great mix there between those two at the forwards and it's because Dang is in position to rebound now and that's another thing and also with all the stretch fours in the league you know Dang has an upper hand on a lot of these guys when he can he like when you have Bosch defending some of these stretch fours, Bosch is a great defender, but it's tough for him to be chasing guys all over the perimeter. Well, dang, these are slower, smaller, small forwards. This is what he's been guarding his whole life, yeah. and now that he's slower, these guys are slower. Like it's it's we it's good. dude, it's natural. It's 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 it just makes so much sense. It's which like- is why which is why I said the only positive from Bosch's blood clots is. And it has forced Spolcher's hand, just like Shane Battier power forward back in, what, 2012. Yeah. No, I just was going to say that um, uh, I lost my train of thought again. 
And that's how, it's only it's only eight forty four. But I caught it the second time. I'm not going to catch it this time. Let's move on. <laughs> it just left you in six hundred and twenty minutes. Luol Dang and Justice Winslow have a defensive rating of ninety five, which is very good. So I was about to say I don't know what that means. You need freaking numbers, it's man. Good, good. It's good. They allow ninety five points per hundred possessions. You know what's funny? Like around my friends. I'm considered like the numbers and stats guy because my friends, yeah, like my friends are a bunch of like barbershop cats. Like, you know, it's all, you know, Jordan was the greatest. There's no denying it. I don't care. I don't care about stats, uh, blah, 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 all that stuff. So I'm considered a stats guy. Then I come on with you guys and I'm like the caveman. What do you mean? I think it's just. What do you mean net rating? I, I believe my eyes. The fuck is this net rating? Exactly. Thing? You know, that the, what you're talking about the 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 icing was the other day. I think he Twitter was making fun of uh, Dion Waiters for missing more layups than he than he makes, and they were saying uh, Dang has to be up on that list, and Dang is like the second best finisher on the team. That's so yeah. This whole thing about Dang not hitting bunnies, Fez. You guys all know Fez. Fez butter. Fez yeah. butter. Yes. First, there's one thing I like to say about Fez butter. I never want to meet Fez Butter in real life because if he doesn't look like Mickey Arison, I would be so disappointed. <laughs> That's how I feel about you and Samuel Jackson. <laughs> uh, so it was a disappointment when you see me in real life. Yeah, and Leif and Pat Riley. It's just like, man. I can scowl. I, but you're right. I do feel like Fez Butter is Mickey Fez Arison. Butter has to look like Mickey Arison. So that's why I don't want to meet him. I don't want to ruin that. But anyway, uh, Fez is always, when, whenever we're talking about Dang, he posts a little emoji of a bunny. And and a, and, a, and one of those Ghostbusters slash food signs because he's always missing bunnies and I'm like I don't see it like Dane is a good finisher like his jump shot that line drive jump shot drives me crazy but then he hits uh, it and it's like okay well I'll take it thirty six percent from three has continued to surprise me from Lou all Dang I don't know why that surprises me but I just always thought of him as a fifteen foot and in kind of shooter. Um, he used to be because he has he's, the ugliest kind of shot yeah. you've ever seen. You, he's no, never man. shot a three pointer you expected to go in ever. That's not true. It's what Mike Ryan says. If he gets a pass right at his chest in the corner, it's money. No, but it has to. I, be, I don't. Has to oh, be I don't. I don't. It might be money. The stats will say it's money, but I don't. Be, I don't believe it's going in when it leaves his hand ever. It, Wade's three pointers all look like money. Oh. So pure. It looks so it's nice. Good. And they never go in. <laughs> it's been like that forever. It, but they look so that's good. Just no. just, that's just because anything he does offensively just looks smooth. It just looks like it belongs. And then that's the one aspect of the game that doesn't quite connect all the way there. But didn't you know he didn't him and LeBron step on the bull's neck in a in the what yeah. the two thousand eleven ECF with a bunch of three pointers? Mm. Like oh, Dane, yeah. uh, not Dane. Wade used to shoot threes. Alf, what did you What did you call it? What? What? what you the ECF? The ECF. Don't call it. That. I don't have time. I don't have time to pronounce all these words. <laughs> Come on, man. ECF. You got it. Douche or no douche? ECF. That's so <laughs> no, douche. Put, put it on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, put it on the pole. Brian's out here. <laughs> no, yeah, I remember that. And there was a four point play. Uh, but Dwayne has never. I mean, I think his highest attempts were like. To a game or something. I'm looking it up right Isn't now. Isn't he the worst, no. the worst three point shooter in the history of the NBA? By volume, he has two seasons with over three attempts. He shot thirty percent and thirty one percent in those years. I would take it that I would take that this year. 
I would so take 31%. <laughs> I would so, I would I so would take, take one for three. 31%. I will take one for three from Wade at, at every game. I will take it. I also it. feel like he can learn it because, like, his shot looks so good. And that's the thing. As he gets older, man, like, he should I, I, I would, he should be practicing corner threes all day long. At least we give him like, enough. You should give him credit that he um, hasn't morphed into one of those players as they age that just – takes fadeaway three-point shots over and over and over again. Kobe. <clears throat> oh, man. Because a lot of guys have gone mm. that way. Dude, um, yeah, people are calling him, uh, like, when he had that bad game, people were like, East Coast Kobe. No, no, man. I'm like, the calm the hell down, dude. He is not East Coast Kobe. There was a possession in yesterday's game that I think he was trying to, like, get around Clay and he couldn't, and then Curry came to help, so they kind of doubled him. And Kobe would have shot that. And Dwayne... Kind of brought the ball back out and ran offense. Like that's the difference. Like yeah, he's and he's yeah. always been a great passer. Um, I think he's taken pride sometimes this year in in his playmaking ability. Like where when Dragic Dragic is out, and he's like, okay, well I can I can make plays too. And he's he's shown he has shown some passing this year. And not even just this year. The last two years, some of his passes have been incredible. But he's always been a great passer. Can we talk about how he, he was running spread pick and roll with Hassan with no shooters? How do you do that? Vertical spacing. Like, dude, like that guy <laughs> was like spinning his ass to the rim and doing crazy shit. And I'm like, there's no space. What? Do you, how are you doing this? Just impeccable timing. Uh, Wade with those alley-oop passes. I think like one of the biggest blessings was him so early in his career having to uh, find Shaq above the rim because it mm. enabled him to be um, probably the best alley-oop passer uh, of the big three era. I know LeBron was great at it, but he often was the one catching him. And uh, and now, you know, he finds Hassan and Goran all of a sudden, who has historically is much more of a of a bounce pass. He, he finds guys off of the pinpoint bounce passes. He's been finding Hassan on some lobs. So I like to see that uh, that those guys McBob, are starting to figure that out. McBob as well. He's starting to, he's starting to uh, find Hassan with some of those passes, which is nice to see. McBob's has the worst touch for somebody who's such a smooth dribbler. Oh, McBob. His touch is so bad. Like It's like he chucks it at the backboard. There were a couple times in in yesterday's game where he made a move, and he has just like this free pass to the rim, and then he decides, oh, behind the head, Jason Williams, white chocolate. Let me do something fancy. And it's like, nah, dude, just just flip it on (laughs) in there. It's right there, bro. Just, just I think he doesn't do it because he's bad at it. But why? You're so tall. You're I don't get it either, man. It's just like he just does. You've seen the layups he shoots. Let me tell you, if you can go combine McBob's footwork with Hassan's touch, oh, unstoppable God. player. That's basically what, David Robinson? Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> Hassan throws some some garbage. I mean, garbage at the hoop that goes in, Yo, and I'm yeah. that, that little so, push oh, that soft touch. <laughs> That little push floater. The, the 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 bring it up from my waist. It's been slapped eight times. I struggle with it. Get it about right around my shoulder and push it, and it goes in. Like that's his like signature shot. 
Like, it's going to be, like, the hardest thing to replicate on NBA 2K. <laughs> like, oh, the little push shot from the shoulder that should not go in, but because he's a son and his arms are eight feet long, that it goes right in. Yeah, Dude, he's 48% from 10 to 14 feet. I don't even understand that's, that. That's disgusting. That's elite, Never, yeah. dude. That's, like, better than Dwayne. Right? Nobody guards him on it, ever. Now, that's the point. No, but also... I mean, he's seven feet tall. Like, he's not going to be guarded. Like, he'll jump. No, around. I would guard him because if he has to put the ball on the floor, it's I'm guaranteeing. Worse. Yeah, I'm guaranteeing. <laughs> yeah, you want him to. He's you, going up. You can't get a hand to contest. He's too tall. Yeah, no, as soon as he catches the ball at the elbow, I crowd the crap out of him. I would be all up in his grill. All what? What does Tony yeah, say? All in his kitchen. I'd be in his kitchen. <laughs> Make him dribble. Make him get to the launching pad. Yeah, I'd make him get to the launching pad. Because, first of all, a point guard would come over and just strip the ball from him because that's what always happens. But, no, they just leave him wide open. Like, he can't shoot. No, he can shoot. He can't dribble. Don't let – like, just crowd him and make him make a move to the basket. It will not go well. You've opened a jar of worms that I want to open. What's the worst thing that Tony says? I'm all in when he says that's what coaches call doing your homework early. No, launching pad. Leif oh, had it. The launching pad. No, when he says that, I'm like, coaches don't say that's doing your homework early. You're lying to me, Tony. Um, when he references uh, small cities in New York, that tends oh. to be- Oh, my God. You're right. I, I know every player from Mount Vernon because of <laughs> uh, Tony Fiorentino. Yeah. Oh. Um, speaking of something that's not going well, I, I got a message um, that that account that – popped up today is not spoon and we were lied to and the message is um tell Leif that it's not me and to tell everyone I said go heat and fuck off yeah that's spoon that that sounds like spoon no I already I already proved it wasn't spoon which account were you guys talking about the spoon there's a new spoon account spoon MIA oh, but that, no. I already proved yeah. it I, I I quizzed him and he he, he completely failed <laughs> With the stairs, uh, what, what 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 did the yeah. quiz entail? Oh no, I said, I said, if this is spoon, what should I do if my son says he's a Cavs fan? Hint: We're upstairs when he tells me. You know what he replied? Throw him out oh. the window. No, no, come that's on. not spoon. Bad. No. no, that's a bad. I mean, that's a bad person. That's not spoon. I, I know what to answer. You hit him with a bag of rocks and throw him down the stairs. I, everybody knows that. <laughs> you, you put soap in a pillowcase, beat him with it, and throw him. Either way, no matter what, you have to end with throwing him down the stairs. That's Correct. how it has to be. Because that's Spoon's idea of fatherhood. <laughs> when your kid says something stupid, you hit him and throw him downstairs. Not throw him through a window. Because well, it, happen- it happened to him. It happened to him numerous times, according to his Twitter timeline. <laughs> Like he was constantly getting hit with stuff and thrown down the stairs. He was consistent. Anyway, didn't mean yeah. to get us off topic. That message just hit. No, that was just, that was important. No, that was that very was, important. Do you have a breaking news sounder? Brian's not here. We don't have sounds. <laughs> when and, Brian's here. We have things. When we're not here, and then you make fun of him for his awesome. I hate his stupid sounds. Curry just pulled up from half. Curry literally pulled up from half court just now. I forget Curry. Like pulled up. Against the magic. When we meet him in the finals, we're gonna crush him. I, I gotta. This is gonna sound like the dumbest shit I've ever said in my life. And I said Kevin Durant was overrated one day. I think if they play the Warriors in the finals, they have like a very remote chance because of how well they've played him. 
We, like fucking really remote. But I think that they'd be in those games. We have Jay Rich to Curry stop, bro. What are you talking about? Of course know, we have a, You know what? And I'm not even joking. Is, is Josh Richardson's body type the perfect the perfect defender against Curry? 100 fast. Long. Long is the important thing. Do you want to know who would probably be the best at guarding Steph Curry? Sean Livingston. Uh, and he's on his damn team. Like no, I don't think I don't think Sean's fast enough. Not anymore, but a young Sean Livingston could have stayed with Curry. Yes. And he was long enough. And he's on his team, unfortunately. But I think Josh has the body. Iguodala. No, Iguodala is not fast enough to stay with him. Iguodala couldn't stay with Wade at some points last game. Well, well, Dwayne was Dwayne was cooking everything. Oh, Dwayne really. Uh, it, well, you just when you talk about Iguodala, it made me think of when you talk about uh, defending Curry. Uh, I saw Wade's comments that when Golden State came to town, a lot of people were uh, comparing the uh, big three teams to the Golden State team, specifically that 2012. 2013. You gonna, gonna at me? You gonna at me or what? I, I don't know. Did you did you mention something about this? You didn't read it. I thought you read it. I could have, but I may be forgetting. But do you, I wrote the most baller column ever. Um. Oh well, that, 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 that I'm sorry. I, I thought I was going down a different train of thought there. Um. I just want to ask you a question. Do you think LeBron in those years could guard Steph Curry today? Um. Like if we met that team in the finals. That twenty-seven game win, the winning streak team, could LeBron have defended? Like we, you know, we put LeBron on Derrick Rose, we put him on basically whoever was hurting us in any series. Um, could he guard Curry? I don't think he would shut him down, but I do think he'd defend him well. Like I don't think anybody can shut him down, well, but I think he'd bother him. The thing with with Steph, it's not about guarding Steph one on one. It's about it's, it has to be team def- defense. Because it's the screens that kill you. Yeah, no, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, it's not right. like can could LeBron stay in front of Steph Curry? Sure, but could LeBron go through an Iguodala screen, then a Draymond screen, then an Andrew Bogut screen, and go under, go over, make the right choice? Because no matter what choice you make, Steph has a counter. You go under, he's going to shoot. You go over, he's going to pass to a wide open Draymond Green at the free throw line, who's going to make a great decision. So it's not about can one person stay with Steph. Who can who can devise a team defense to stop Steph Curry? Well, Miami was always a fan in those years of trapping the trapping the ball handler off the screen, which would in that case would be Boston LeBron if Draymond sets the pick, and then you go from there. So you have Wade and Chalmers in the passing lane, and and then Battier roaming. So I think that team was as well equipped as any. However, they were susceptible to ball movement as we had seen throughout the years. So I don't know. It would have been interesting to see. So you, you know who would have shut down, Steph. You guys understand what would have happened. Badioki or Chalmers? Uh, the Warden. Oh, my God. I forgot. The greatest pick and roll blitzer of all time. He would have gotten minutes, I think. Oh, he would have gotten minutes. Dude. Spolin loves him. Spolin loves that. If he Dude, did- I've never... He blew up pick and rolls like that was his j- only job. If he like that guy, if he, that guy, he do you know he's he's gonna end up back at the end of our bench, right? Oh, he's he's kind of <laughs> he's he's fat now. I don't want him back. Is he fat? Yeah, he got he's a little tubby. He was so fit here, dude. I, I the pick and rolls with Joel Anthony. Next thing you know, pick and roll. Joel Anthony is at the half court line guarding a point guard just. 
hands in his face like a crazy person. Like he played funny defense. Oh, he played extremely funny defense, but it was so effective. Only problem is four on four on five on the other side. Because hands made of water. It's the stubs for hands. I miss <laughs> like Sean Smith. I miss I miss him I miss the warden, man. We gave his SMVP chance. <laughs> we did. It play, it, wasn't it a playoff game? He deserved every last one of those MVP chance. That has to be his highlight, right? Like, you ask him. I remember when uh, Amari was having that great season. He came to Miami. And Joel Joel Anthony decided, I'm going to put the clamps on your ass. Like, you will not do anything because I am the warden. That's when he got that that name. That was the perfect matchup for him. For the warden? Um, Yeah. Yeah, like, like, that's like the guy he wants to defend. I miss Joel, man. Yeah, making a set. If if Hassan had Joel's heart. Get out of here, dude. He may, he like he may have it. You sound like Carrie Champion. Did you hear what Carrie Champion said? I yeah. Did. I did not. She's coming on my show tomorrow at FIU so I can uh, I can berate her about her bad hot take. She said that Durant's not a top five player. He doesn't have heart. That's... I loved your... Leif, your face said it all, dude. The hottest of like, takes. Good, dude, good luck. Like, man, those guys good are... Luck, good yeah. luck with that. Is that tomorrow that that's taking place? Tomorrow, tomorrow, seven. Well, and I got into a little thing with uh, Zaz and Romberg because they kept playing that sound over and over again and saying, uh, this is why women aren't respected in sports. And, oh, yeah. And yeah, basically, like, ma- and Zaz was saying, I'm not sexist, but this is the reason. I was like, well, no, no, no. I was like, you are being sexist by, by by painting all women with this broad brush as carry champions an idiot. Like, that's exactly what sexism is. That's the problem. Like, one woman can't say something stupid without, you know, Doris Burke looking like an idiot. That's, that's yeah. you are, Perfect. you're being Perfect. sexist. I, I was saying to my program director, and I was like, what are you going to talk to her about? And I said, well, I don't really want to talk basketball with her. I just want to talk about that opinion with her and other things, but I don't want to talk NBA. They go, why? And I was like, well, because she's an idiot. Like, I don't want to I don't want to talk to her any more than I want to talk to Stephen A. Smith. Exactly. Now, if you give me Doris Burke, I will talk to Doris Burke about the NBA. But if I want to talk basketball, I would like to talk to a coach, uh, Zach Lowell, Tom Haberstroh. Not Carrie Champion or Skip Bayless or Stephen A or Brian Windhorse. But what I was what I was trying to say is like, should I as a black person be a be you know feel some type of way because of Stephen A Smith is an idiot? No, like no, that doesn't that that doesn't correlate that by by putting those two who's things. Who's that guy? Who's that Dallas writer that's saying those ridiculous? Oh things? my, that about no, he's doing it on purpose. That doesn't that yeah, doesn't dude. know how to spell his first name. Should correctly? you be painted with the same brush as him? <laughs> yo, he yeah, yo, no. Well, it, because he's black and he's an idiot, I should be offended. No, that's that's <laughs> that is the that is racism. Like that's sexism. Exactly. You are like, it, and Jazz is like, I'm not sexist. I had a woman co- woman co-host. I'm like, oh my god, you're like the guy who says I'm not racist because yes. I have black friends. Well, and like yes. the the biggest proof of it all is uh, when any of these gas bags say things that are totally ridiculous and dumb. Uh, Zazlo doesn't say. Uh, see, that's why men shouldn't be talking about sports. Like it's like, um, it's just counter. Uh, it just makes no sense to 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 pull that hot take out of nowhere. They play into a stereotype that's completely unfair, and like, uh, just but, what, wor- wording, dude, wording. But see, the whole thing is is exactly what Leif was saying. The second you stop making it being about Carrie Champion being an idiot. 
and that this is and instead make it about women in sports is a second you make it sexist. You may you're wrong because you can call her an idiot or not knowing about basketball yeah. without being sexist. Yes, but, but once you make her opinion about women and start creating representative. A, a representative of a larger point about women in sports media, that's when you become sexist. And then and it, they just kept going on and on. And it's like Zaz, like you have no idea. And and I'm telling you, and I'm 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 this is my mea culpa, whatever you want to call it. I want to say I, I, we need to we need to post this on Twitter and copy Joy Taylor because I want to tell her I miss her. <laughs> I miss her on the morning show. She was the balance to that nonsense that they've been putting on every morning. Like it's so bad without her. It, like how's a new girl? It's like Power ninety six. No, she she hasn't even been on. It's been worse. Other new girl. Oh, oh. she has. I, she's. I guess she's debuting next week. But Joanna Gomez is gone. Like she hasn't come back. It's just been Zaz and Romberg this week. Zaz, uh, no, Romberg this week said, um, "Question: Was black people eating fried chicken a stereotype? If it's true, like he said that on air." No, I swear to oh, God, no. I swear to God, they were talking about uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, his comments about Dada Five Thousand that he trained with fried chicken and orange soda. And then they're both trying to say, well, that's not really racist. Uh, and listen, it was a comedy bit. It's it's funny because it's racist. Like, that's, that's the thing. We, when it's comedy, it's funny because it's racist. It's like what Dave Chappelle does. Yes, but then don't try to defend it by saying it's not racist. No, it was funny because it's racist. So don't say it's not racist. And then Robert's like, well, is it, if it is it a stereotype if it's true? And I'm like, holy shit. This guy just said that on the radio. Like he's Sid Rosenberg. Like he like I imagine you just putting your palm in your on your face and rubbing your temple. Yeah, like, and mm-hmm. and continuing to listen because I hate myself. I, that's what I was just gonna ask. Why are you listening this week again? There there are okay. times in my life where I have I am I am a slave to terrestrial radio. I do not have the option of podcasts. And and so it's either Joe Rose or Zaz and Romberg. Oh man! And then at, and also like you know I love Tobin, I love Slim, so I'll listen. And I used to really like Zazlo, but man, without with I guess without Joy as a balance, he's just rough. Did you hear what uh, what Greg Cody said on the Levitard show in response to uh, that woman that he Twitter found? You heard it. That's I, what you, did you hear I, it, Alf? Oh. Dude, I mean, Dan, Dan like said to him, like, you're heading down the suspension right here. Like, dude, and then he made the comment about jihadist beards. Dude, it was the worst hour for Cody I've ever heard. I was like, Cody, are you trying to get fired, dude? (laughs) He basically did did the, uh, uh, she was asking for defense. Dude, I couldn't (laughs) believe it. I was like, no. And he kept going. And I'm like, Cody, stop. And then he made the jihadist thing comment. And I was like, Cody, oh my God. What was the jihadist thing about beards? Yeah, because he was saying. Oh, how beards he, and baseball. Oh, yeah. my. and then I didn't he was just saying, segment. oh, they just want to look, these hipsters want to look like jihadist Muslims or something. And I was like, oh no, why would you say, like, you're cringing. You know that, I'm uncomfortable. You know that scared know. and competent producer Mike Ryan was probably not thrilled. 
Dude, I wish I wish I could have seen that because that was a local hour, so it wasn't even televised. I would have loved to have seen it because, like, that would have been man. Oh, he shit himself. I guarantee, Mark Ryan shit himself. On our on our um, on our my morning show on my university campus, one of our co-hosts does this segment. It's called Bro Moments, where he basically like like that. What's that thing they do on NFL Live or whatever? The come on, son, something kind of like that. And he'll go through like topics of the week. So one of them, he starts making fun of Ronda Rousey for her suicidal thoughts, and our producer's like, "No, dude, stop." Stop! And he kept going, and he kept doubling down, and we're like, "Are we gonna have to turn Peter's mic off?" Or because he he like wouldn't stop, and like you're gonna get us all in trouble, it's like dude. Committing career suicide, dude. Yeah, and he's just like we're like, and he's like, like smiling and yeah. Like, that whole thing is why I could never be on regular radio. <laughs> well, that's my, my, slip up. <laughs> oh, dude, my filter doesn't work at all. Ever you see, I, I come on here and I, I can't help but slander people. I can't people. believe I haven't cursed on radio yet. I cannot believe it. I've never done it and I can't believe it. I can because I have kids. Well, because you, I don't. Yeah, I, I could, I could, I could do, I could be on radio and not curse. I know, I know, I have a filter for that. I just don't have a filter for honesty. So, like, if I was ever on the radio and it, it came time for slander. You know I'm going to slay. Oh, you know. The house I grew up in, and I'll give you an example. Like, my house is filled with cursing. And last night, I think uh, when Curry hit that shot, my mom instantly got mad at Hassan because she's programmed to get mad at people. And she goes, that motherfucking son of a fucking bitch. (laughs) And I didn't even know who she was talking about. The ref, Draymond, (laughs) Steph. Hassan, it could have been anybody. Yes, all of all of the above. Which which was I'm like that I was like, wow, this is how I Be grew careful. up. Be careful, you might get blocked on Twitter for a comment like that. <laughs> I didn't hear my parents curse I didn't hear my mom curse till I was like eighteen. And I think like I heard my dad curse for the first time like last year. My dad's not a curse. My mom is. My sister and I were like Oof. I was I was um, one of those kids in first grade that the um Kids came up and said, "My mommy said I can't hang out with you because you say bad words." <laughs> <laughs> and now Brian's trying to censor us. Fuck you, Brian. Hey, there it goes. <laughs> We're not governed by the FCC. We're not. We're governed by Brian, but he's not here right now, so we can do what we want. Um, I do want to. Uh, we're getting. We're oh, getting close. Okay, to wait. What happened? Go. Brian's not here. Is that why I wasn't allowed to take over the Miami Heat beat account that one day? Wait, you weren't allowed. Well, no, I was like, me and Leif were like, yeah, we'll do it. And then all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, I'll do it. I was like. No way, because you guys didn't seem like you wanted to do it. No, we were down. I thought. And I thought oh, my God. I was, let's do this. I was like, Brian got in Johnny's ear. I was like, no, yo. No, no, no. Listen, do, I am my own. They were like, I, I, I was like, Brian was like, do not let Alf take over no, the I, We wanted it. I thought you guys didn't want to because you guys were like, because I think I put it in the in, in the in the DM chat and nobody said anything. Dude. And, I was and Leif like, was like, I'll get second half. I was like, okay, I'll take first. Half. Okay, no, let's do this. Let's do this. No, because I, I, I didn't know. I thought that you guys were kind of doing it because you didn't want to do it. No, no, I'm down. Yeah, I would, I would never commit if I didn't want to do it for sure. But no, I, I, th- I thought you guys felt bad. I thought because both Alf and I both said uh, something about well, 
let I'll do the first half because by the second half I'll be drunk. I thought maybe that they were <laughs> oh, like even these, these even two. You, you, that maybe you guys were thinking these two are they cannot have our Twitter account for the second half of this ball game. I, I want to let the audience in on this conversation. So what the conversation is? Brian who is our producer. Listen, Brian and I are like yin and yang, dude. Like I am like messy and disorganized, and Brian is a perfectionist. As Leif, you've seen, he takes like five hours to edit a story. I'm like, eh, look it over. Grammar scene's fine. Put a video like. Brian is very meticulous and he wants everything to be perfect. So Brian kind of doesn't want us to curse. And I believe a show ago, we did a segment on the word fuck. Like we're just different people. And Brian wants to be professional and I'm not interested in professionalism. So Brian brings up like maybe we shouldn't curse a lot. And I think Alf is like, well, I want to call people cocksucker. No. And I think that's fair because sometimes people need to be called a cocksucker. No, I said... <laughs> I said, if I'm not if I'm not allowed to say cop, like who is supposed to ask Brian Windhorse when's the last time you saw his penis? <laughs> so if I can't say certain words, <laughs> if I'm not governing my own account, somebody has to ask Brian Windhorse the hard hitting question. <laughs> Somebody needs to. So that that's the tension that we face with Brian. Now I was, I, you know, I was like, well, what happens if Brian and I get a divorce over this? I'd get the kids, right? I get you guys, like you go, like because you, you don't work with Brian. Like I don't know, we'd see like what kids who gets. I think what kids. I think Harrison and Alfonso would go with Brian. No, I don't think so. I, I was I recruited all of you, Brian. You guys don't even interact with Brian. I'm the one that interacts with you. I, def- I think I definitely interact with you more, but he can edit the shit out of stories. He's so good at that. <laughs> so, but his friend, his roommate, made the website, so he'd keep the house, and I'd get the kids. Wait, is it the Asian guy who walked in the room the other day? <laughs> yes. That was honestly the most stereo. That was it. Was almost offensive that he was having he was having technology issues, and an Asian guy walks into his room and starts fixing it. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true, though. I was thinking the no, same dude, thing. You kept making jokes. You're like, Brian, where's your Asian? <laughs> so we needed a fix. Nakia needs an Asian friend. <laughs> yeah. that, that was the greatest half hour of like not recorded show. In oh, this we should have recorded all that. You we keep re- have, like, you kept repeating over and over. I've done it with ten guys before. <laughs> I've done it with sixteen guys before. We're like, dude, that was amazing. Oh my god! So we're, we're almost out of time. I did want to ask one more basketball thing. What? Because. One oh, more that's basketball what, thing. Is that what we're here for? I forgot. Yeah, I know. Because uh, buyout season. Uh, it's so lame, but I did want to ask, what shiny bum should he be looking for? Uh, not in a cliche thing, but more of a, like, I'm always thinking kind of they should go for a big, but now I have all the point guards are hurt, so I'm not even sure anymore. Well, we need three bodies, truthfully. Um, it's just, it's. But they just got under the tax. Well, well, that's the whole thing. Like all these guys that are getting bought out right now, um, are we really going to go to them and say, "Hey, uh, can you wait till March sixth or March eighth, and then we'll sign you when other teams are ready to, you know, put them to work immediately?" It's a tough sell. Um, so I, I have a feeling we may be filling the roster with uh, kind of the leftovers of the buyout market, uh, but. Um, you know, we really just need the bodies is how I'm looking at it at this point. If you're worrying about any of those guys coming in and contributing to the point that it's making that big a difference, then we're, we have a lot of other conversations to be had. 
And I, I hate to sound like Spo right now, and it oh god, it's almost like they we the whole we have enough thing. They're nine deep right now. They really are. They play nine deep, and they could go ten if they had to. With Udonis, if anyone gets in foul trouble, how many teams really go over ten deep on a on a, on a game by game basis? And I understand there's some people saying, oh, uh, you're burning your guys out. Listen, it's five games. Pat Riley, Andy Ellisberg, the whole uh, front office worked really hard to get under this cap. Like, I'm for... I'm, magicians. Dude, I, for one, am not on the side of saying, let's throw all that away for three days of Andre Miller. Like, kiss my ass. Like, <laughs> like, there is no... Really agree. There's nobody on the buyout market. There's nobody that's going to come in and make such a huge difference that it is worth... Throwing well, away off. There's one guy. Don't tell me Joe Johnson. There's one guy. Michael Beasley. Joe Johnson. Well, but no, not for the. But he's not. But com- he's not. You have coming to think here. about it in these terms. I think what Alpha is saying is for this five to six game stretch before we have the ability to 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 add players, are they going to make that big a difference in those five or six games? No, because even no. if you lose, let's say let's say in those five games you go two and three, you're still what probably fifth or sixth in the East. Like, well, you might even still be fourth in the East in the, if you go two and three in these next five games. It is not worth it. Like, Ethan keeps harping on it. Oh, you're, you're, it's no, it's five games, dude. It's the NBA. They're going 10 deep. It's okay. Like, Wade played 33 minutes last night. Like, he will be all right. The rest of these guys are young. Amari Stoudemire played, what, seven minutes last, the other night? Like, we, we can manage th- until March 6th. Like, it does not make any sense to me. Like, every, you know, all of us who who I feel like have a little bit of basketball intelligence, a little bit of, uh, oh, God, this is going to sound terrible, but cap savvy, <laughs> we're applauding. <laughs> it, 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 did. it did it sound douchey? Okay. Yeah. Um, we're applauding the fact that they got under the, under the, that they got out of the repeater tax. Now, Listen, if, now if we're going to throw that away for, for, for Beasley, Darrell Wright, like what are we doing? Shiny bum. Shiny bum. Yeah, let's th- let's let's pay these guys three times what they're worth. I'm just expecting a D League guy, John Lucas the third, and a big to be named later as those three. You're, you're making Alfonso Hoops wet talking about Heat signing D Leaguers. Oh, jeez, like I love the D League. Honestly, at this point, they should just bring him in. Because nobody cares about the D League more than Jack. No, yeah, he loves it. No, like no, he watches the game. He's he's genuinely knowledgeable about all the players. Like anytime I ask him something, he knows who they are, who they are, and what they did. And um, so yeah, I, I, there are Sioux Falls beat writers who don't know as much about those stupid teams as Jack. Absolutely. Like honestly, if I was running the Heat and I was like, okay, I need to pick up a guy for cheap on a ten day, I call Jack Alfonso. I'm like, you watch trash basketball? What we? What do you think? Which bum can we pick up? Which shiny bum can we? It's who's, like uh, who's how, shooting thirty eight percent in the D league from three from the corner? Oh, he'll, left and, corner. and he'll name six guys. Yeah, yeah. No, then this guy's on the up and up because of this and this and this. It, it's like uh, what you're saying. It's like how. Uh, Albert Random used to say that organizations asked him for help. Yeah, they did. Uh, they, yeah, so then uh, organizations asking Al for help, which, by the way, we haven't even talked about, and I think this would be the last thing we could talk about. We're going to mention that Ira ran Albert Random off the internet or what? 
awful. Yeah, I, You're just shaking your head. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I actually went digging that morning to try to find exactly what story um, was where he mentioned that. And um, for him not to at least apologize, acknowledge, say something. Oh, he, he like blatantly stole? Uh, yeah, I mean, not not copy paste, but pretty damn close. Uh, and definitely um, spoke about things that Ira Winderman Gen, gen, generally, he does not have the aptitude to break down the cap the way that it was done oh by Albert. Oh, my God. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I kind of got a sense from a lot of people that I talked to that they were not surprised at all that Ira was the one who um, who plagiarized. Barry didn't seem surprised. Jason Leisure was <laughs> was retweeting shit you were saying. Jason Leisure's a fucking savage. Dude, honestly, uh, he has taken over for Ethan as like the heat Twitter beat writer. He's our guy. But let me, yeah. Okay, let me say something about Albert Random. And this is gonna I this is me doing my slander thing. Oh fucking dude, shit. Dude, and I like Albert. Like his his stuff is really good. But stop being such a bitch, dude. You put down oh, the two hundred and eighteen thousand dollars under the cap. I wrote two hundred thirteen. You stole my, dude uh, you shit you post on Twitter, bro. Like, like, listen, like, it's you put some shit on Twitter. Somebody took it in an article and didn't say quote Albert Random or or per Albert Random. Calm down. I'm not writing again. Calm down, dude. Like, just get over yourself. I, I, You're Albert Random. I, I definitely can see that where you're coming from in that regard. I think what set the precedent is that if you listen to Ethan, which I know you guys do. Um, he always credited that website and credited Albert for any of the information that he got. So I think that that precedent was set. And then when it was not followed by others in the local market, that might be, um, you know, what kind of triggered that reaction from him. I'm totally speculating. I think what's most interesting is that how we've learned that no one likes Ira. Yeah. What I think, what I think is interesting is we found out that Albert is like an oversensitive recluse nerd that like he was like oh Are you taking out Albert Randall, dude like, calm down like you taking him out dude man. like it, honestly like I like if I had put that in my in an article I wrote I wouldn't have said I would have some random shit I would have put per some random shit I read on Twitter like <laughs> I, can you do you that keep, well, I guess if, you better keep an eye and read you your pay stubs because you may have a repeater tax pop up on that payroll stub all of a sudden <laughs> Albert has those kind of crazy. Uh, math formulas. You never know who Albert, you talk to. Albert, I take all that shit back. You're not a recluse nerd sitting in his basement mean, going dude. over cap fucking you mean. equations. Do you think he has an Asian that does tech support for him? Albert is the Asian that does tech support. <laughs> you know that Albert was like the first guy we tried to recruit for Heat Beat like at its infancy? Like Brian would fucking bother that guy every day like, hey, do you want to write for us? And Albert's like, no. And this was before Albert blew up when Albert had like 120 followers. And you ended up with like, me. Oh, my God. Yeah, we ended up with you yeah. and Harrison and yeah, no, and Leif and you know, Christian. Who the fuck is that guy? I think numbers are for nerds. Yeah, man. We ended up with uh, our Analy- no- analytics are only right 50% of the time. That was so stupid. <laughs> that was the best. Oh, 50 like <laughs> That guy's face also looked like an idiot, right? Like his dude, face was First of all, he looked like he got his ass kicked before he took his profile picture. 
Yeah, it's like one, one side like, no. all busted up. Like, dude, busted. like it looks like someone like I'm a hey listen, I'm gonna punch you in your face three times and then we're gonna take this picture real quick. Like and people wonder why I use a Samuel Jackson Abbey. I don't want to look like that asshole. Dude, like he looks like someone kicked his ass. He does. Probably a nerd with a calculator. He's probably an Asian. He's pretty, yeah, he's probably an Asian with a calculator to beat the crap out of him. We're so offensive today. I don't care. On that note. <laughs> on that note, Brian, I hope you're listening. This has been the Anarchy Podcast. I have been your host, Carla Novice, and with me is um, Anarchy uh, Heat Twitter President. Oh, that's funny. Heat Twitter President, also President of Anarchy, Alf. Sorry, Albert. You Just stop being so sensitive, bro. Like We like your shit. I've asked you a couple <laughs> questions. You've answered. You're a very nice person. Call him a bitch. Hey, no, you. Oh, listen. I call. If any of you guys got fucking mad about some shit someone stole off your Twitter feed or whatever on one of your blogs, I'd call you guys bitches too. All right. Promise me, please. I want you to hold me accountable. I know. Believe me. I will call you a bitch. Oh, someone stole my Bosch take. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> like, who cares? I do that all the time when people steal my takes. I think Ethan stole my. Uh, Hassan's not a uh, Hassan is a piece. He's not a centerpiece. He stole that from me. I'm calling you out, Ethan Skolnick. Uh oh, Ethan. I'm not writing again until you apologize. No. Wow. Oh, uh, actually, I, I, I'm probably not writing again because I'm lazy. Not, not. <laughs> but I'll blame Ethan I, for I it. I can't even talk. I've put out like four stories all season. <laughs> I'm like in charge. You had two in a row though. Come, you know, just recently. I got two in a row, man. I know, man. I was, I'm feeling it. One of one of my stories was a, a, a transcription of something I said on the radio. So <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, and hey, you read off of it. Yeah, it was pretty. So uh, that's been Alf. We've also had Leif, who wrote a very, very good Hassan Whiteside column. It's on heatbeatmiami.com. Thank you, sir. Thank you. For writing, for being on. Definitely. Uh, uh, all I'd like to say is, Hassan Whiteside, if you're listening to this, which I know that you are, uh, please unblock me on Twitter. Uh, did he block you? Yeah, he did a while ago. Um, 